What's up, Charlotte? Hey, what's up, America? Hey, what's up, everybody? Hey, it's your boy, Lim Houston, on the podcast, known as Nosy Baby, representing the CLT, that's Charlotte, North Carolina, and surrounding. Again, this podcast is brought to you by Houston Realty Group, which would be the company that I own. I am here to help you help serve your residential needs, whether you're selling or you're buying or you want to get an investment property or you're selling an investment property. If there's anything you need that is regarding residential real estate, please see your boy. Yes. And it's also sponsored by Lim Houston Fitness, which is what I do with Cardio Funk and my SWAT training. And it's all for right now, pretty much outside, with the exception of Bell Johnston Rec in Pineville. If you'd like to get the schedule, please Send me an Instagram direct message or a Facebook direct me- message at Lim Houston. Um, you can just pull that up, Lim Houston or Lim Houston Fitness. Or it's actually, um, yeah, Lim Houston Re- Fit- Realty and Fitness. Yep. So you can pull that up in Instagram. Send me a direct message and I will get you all the information you need regarding your residential needs or your fitness goals and needs. All right. So, here's the show. Show is always about being nosy. That's why I call it nosy. And nosy meaning you're inquiring about something. You might also be communicating something. That's what part of being nosy is. You listen, you're wanting to hear the scoop so that you could share it. And that's what I want you to do. I want you to hear this. This is one of six episodes on the business of being in business. And what does that mean? So... As I posted on social media, if anybody has ever gotten to the point where they're just tired of working for the man, this is the podcast in the podcast series for you. Um, And when I talk about working for the man, I mean, obviously working for anybody but yourself. You know, when we go to college or go to tech school, a lot of times when you're young, especially you don't have a whole lot of information to draw from to, to, to really see where you want to go. So you have to start somewhere, right? And most of us have the idea that working for a company, getting in with a good company, getting good benefits is very important because it brings about a little bit more security in the minds of a lot of us. I know that's how I felt. I always, I, but I have always had an entrepreneurial spirit, but... There are times where in my life I thought, man, it's just, I got to get a good job. I got to get good benefits. You know, I have to have security. And when I was growing up, obviously, in the 90s up till now as an adult, because I didn't graduate high school until 91, I didn't have any earthly idea really what I wanted to do in life. But I just knew that it had to be something that could make me a lot of money. And that's what I was going for. I was going for anything that could make me a lot of money. And I always looked at the goal of making massive wealth as being it. Like, I've accomplished something if I have so many zeros in my bank account. Well, as you get a little older, you kind of find out that it's not necessarily all about the bank account. And we're going to get all into that, but I want to set the stage up for this episode. Really, what 
is the true, authentic entrepreneur. So this phase one, identifying, is this you? Okay? So as I said before, a lot of times we are raised to believe, and especially if you have older parents who have stayed maybe working for the post office for 30 years and retired, or was in the military and retired, or was with a IBM or whatever company and had the ability to retire, our lives are completely different than what our parents got to see. There's not really a whole lot of things, except for if you work for the city or government, where you can say, more than likely, I will start and stop with this company. No matter what you do, whether you transition to different roles, doesn't matter. But I can, I can depend on retiring with this company. So for me, in my mind, as having that entrepreneurial spirit, the thought of having security with a job doesn't seem really that secure. In my mind, the company can uproot and leave where I want to live or dissolve in a matter of a couple of days, seconds, minutes, whatever, at any point in time. So it, it really didn't make me feel at ease, the thought of putting my life and my life hands in a company. But I thought I, you know, early on, I have to do what I got to do. And if it turns out that I can work with the company for years, great. Well, as it turns out, I, I have had so many different jobs, and I'll go into that, but it, it led me to understanding really what it takes to be an entrepreneur. Going through those um, different jobs, having different responsibilities, some being low-level, some being mid-level management, it really taught me a lot. And I'm going to share more of that as we go on to the next process. But for right now, identifying the, if you're an entrepreneur or not is the first step. So what does it mean to be an entrepreneur? To be an entrepreneur, you wear so many different hats at, at any point in time and things change in a, in a second. Okay, so not, things aren't steady. And you're having to make decisions a lot of times as the CEO, owner, operator, whatever. So the mind of an entrepreneur has got to be like, if you can't stomach change, you, you are an entrepreneur. That's the first thing you got to understand about yourself. If you can't stomach the reality that every decision when you start out initially and then this is, a, 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 of course, with the idea that you're the one-stop shop. So what, whether you're owning a restaurant or whatever, now you might have a partner, and we'll talk about that later, of what that all kind of means. But if you are like me, I am the bro realtor broker. I am the head of my fitness organization. So anything that happens and changes, like COVID, this whole COVID thing killed my my idea of what I was going to do in 2020. I had plans to do things one way, but COVID smashed all that. So you have to be and you have to have the ability to change and move and be bendable and flexible and think about other things that you can do in order to survive as an entrepreneur because it's really all on you. And so that's one of the things that's scary about being an entrepreneur. You have to got you have got to have 
kahunas of of rock steel steel kahunas to have that mindset that hey all right no matter what i'm an el capitan of my ship all the decisions i will have to make i won't I won't be able to blame anybody else for the success or failure of this business but me. Now, that's really empowering as well. But to be an entrepreneur, you've got to understand changes are always going to happen. You can have the most successful business and it just abruptly something changes it to where it's now looking like you made the the worst mistake ever. I'll give you guys an example. When I was flipping homes and the market abruptly changed to where no longer was there a subprime lending market out there, which means there wasn't really a, a market for people who didn't have the best credit. Well, that that was my niche. That was all of who I was flipping to. That sewed up and so did my business. And because I was so young at not anticipating change, that I that. I folded, filed bankruptcy, and got foreclosed on on two homes. Okay, that was that was because I was not really anticipating change. So that's why I'm leaving change as this number one part for being an entrepreneur. You're not going to be able to encompass all that could jack your, you know, business ideas up or your company or whatever. There's just nobody would have ever thought COVID would have done this to our environment. What what has COVID done? So if you are an entrepreneur, and let's say that you had the bright idea, a very good idea, you you had done all the things that I'm going to tell you about in later episodes, but you say you wanted to open up a bar or a gym, and you went out and you got your data on what location would be better to open up a gym? You you looked at your, the demographics. You you drilled down into those demographics. You didn't look at it just on a surface level, but you looked at it like, if I have this type of bar or gym, who are going to be my clientele? Who can I go out and be uh, sales agents for me for free, being that I own this gym and how am I differentiating myself in this specific area and all that stuff like the list goes on and on and we'll talk about that later but you you have the bright idea because this looks like a great time to open up a bar or a gym in X area and it's flawless then COVID hit what what would you have done if you would open up would have opened up a restaurant in March of 2020? How would you react? And, and seriously, think about that. If you had opened up a restaurant or a bar, and in March, and then we're told to shut down immediately, do you have any ideas of how you could get around it? Because that's what being an entrepreneur is you're making decisions on a daily, monthly, yearly level that you have to overcome obstacles all the time. To be an entrepreneur, you really, really have to anticipate things not going well. So part of that is change. And for some people, change is hard. Change is really hard. I mean, I have for personally with me being in fitness, and this is a real life example of COVID affecting me, 
I was rocking it out in multiple different spots. You guys know, maybe you know that I had Bailey Middle School, which was my hub of the majority of the people that would come to Cardio Fung. Then I had Covenant Presbyterian Church or Rec Center. So I had at least the Center City location as well as Red Clay Cider Works. So I had two uptown locations for Cardio Funk. And then I had my South one, which was Pineville at Bell Johnston Rec. So those are the four streams of income, albeit I had to be physically there, so it wasn't passive. And we're going to talk about all that good stuff later on. But I was the... I was jamming, right? I was just rocking it out at those spots. and But I did notice that there was a downtick in people showing up prior to COVID even happening. So I had devised a plan of what I was going to do to get make cardio funk new for other people. Because I realized over a period of time, when you, you keep doing the same old thing, it's going to get boring, right? So... I realized that I needed to get fresh blood. So I had a marketing strategy for getting more fresh blood into uh, cardio funk. But it did rely on me having those places. Well, March of 2020, all those places shut down all at once. All at once. And so I'm left to like, gee whiz, what do I do? What do I do? This is a big source of my income, which is cardio funk. And I do have SWAT, which is, thank God I had that too. But this is a big chunk of money that I need in order to operate my business and live. So I had to come up with quick responses to that and have outdoors uh, cardio funk sessions. And I was able to take, have been able to take SWAT outside. Thank God I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. Could Could you imagine if I lived in Minnesota? What would I have done? I would have had a short time frame to come up with something. And when you have the government shutting stuff down and mandating stuff, you are very limited in what you really have as options. So it's something to really think about that you, you're always going to have to be creative and you're always going to have to think on the fly. And it's not just with COVID. It's just with regular business stuff that happens. Equipment malf- malfunctions and you have to get expend money on something that you didn't think that, you know, you didn't budget in for. And we're going to talk about that whole thing to give yourself room to breathe and to say, hey, if I can cover all the worst case scenarios that I can think of, and hopefully you can run through other people who are as seasoned or more seasoned than you are to give you more ideas on how you can best set yourself up for success as an entrepreneur. But the main thing that you have to remember is change is always going to be constant. So if you can't stomach dramatic changes that could happen on a daily basis, you don't need to be an entrepreneur. You need to keep that job at UPS or whatever. You know, you need to keep that job because that will give you a little bit more stability than being an entrepreneur. I'm never going to steer anybody away from their goals, but let's be real. We only have so many hours in a given day and we only live so long. You want to max out what you can live. And to me, the beauty of being an entrepreneur is I feel like 
even with all the changes and being the one-stop shop and having to make decisions on the fly, I get to live a fulfilled life. My time is my time. My, I decide whether or not how many sessions that I do that are private sessions. I decide you know, how many additional car, cardio funk classes I want to add or not. I mean, I, I get, I get the, the reward from what I want to do. You know, um, so being an entrepreneur has that positive, but that other part is that's not, which is the main focus of today's episode is that change is inevitable when you are an entrepreneur. And sometimes that, that, that change could be so disruptive that you fail when you could have not failed had you had me. Had you had other people who have been through a lot of failures to help coach you along the way? And it takes that. I mean, there is, there is no amount of money that I wouldn't have paid to have somebody be my other eyes, set of eyes. We're going to go into that down the line, cause that, but, but that does tie into what you have to have as an entrepreneur. You have to have a team. It, 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 if you're going about this all by yourself, if the whole company relies only on you, and well, at the end of the day, the decisions do, but if your company is only operated by you, and believe me, I know this all too well, it is a better idea to get another set of eyes or two, some that can be free, you know, whether it's your life partner, your wife, your husband, your parents, whatever it is, to be devil's advocate and really listen, you know, really listen to that. But that is so key into being an entrepreneur. You need to be ready for changes at any time, but you also have to have a good team um, of people that can help you and support you and challenge you to be great in what you do. Uh, you know, so like it's 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 so vital that's why I do offer services of um, professional support services when it comes to entrepreneurs. And I'm open and available anytime if you want to talk to me, um, run something by me. You know, I'm not saying I know everything, but for somebody that's been self-employed for a long time, fully, almost eight years, and been part-time in it for an additional six years, so that's 14 years of knowledge that could be very helpful and beneficial to you in your business. So that is it for the very first episode of the business of being in business. Make sure that you have the stomach for change. That is vital, vital, vital. And on that note, we say peace out, brothers and sisters. Good luck on your journey to being an entrepreneur. We're going to come up with the very next episode of what it means to be in business for yourself. Have a good day.